Cause I'm about that is and that like you know it, it's now or never you can either do it now or it's never going to happen there's no guarantee that there is ever going to be tomorrow you know if you're going to go through life you might as well do something you love that impacts other people in a positive way this is a podcast all about business entrepreneurship making your passion your paycheck people who just want to take control and kick life square in the ass on this week's episode of the Now or Never podcast, special guest, Sam Neary, Rhett Clausen, and Jamie Stark, three guys very close to my heart as they are all Rexius Nutrition franchisees and all-around great men. Super excited to have them on the show and all of the different businesses they are involved with. We Welcome to the Now or Never podcast, all things business, entrepreneurship, people who just take life and kick it square in the ass. And I got three special guests today. Brett Clausen, Jamie Stark. Go ahead and tell me your name. Huh. Sam Neary. He needs to introduce himself because he's awesome. Anyways, <laughs> these are three Rexy's Nutrition franchisees of mm-hmm. mine, um, and they have an interesting story about how this all came about. I just thought it was an awesome opportunity to kind of, instead of me talking all the time, I'm hearing some other people talk about the companies that we're involved with. It all started with Mr. Brett Clausen. Yep. The fearless, the man, uh, the, the myth, the legend himself. Yep. Worked for me in Norfolk. How, when, how long ago was that? It was 2012. Can I take it back a little bit even? 2012, yeah. Let's take, take it back. It back. Yeah, so I actually moved down to Seward, Nebraska with my wife here to be in 2011. And I was going to go to Concordia College there. And then I figured out, wow, this is going to be like $30,000 a year. I going to have to take out like a bunch of Parental Plus loans. Yeah. Just a bunch of extra additional loans. And honestly, it would have been that Sunday night I was talking to one of my best friends. I was actually going to be rooming with him. And I had to make the decision, like, do I want to keep going to college or do I want to drop out and like not have to pay anything you know yeah. and so I decided the next day it was there at like 11 o'clock and it was like 12 o'clock was that deadline anyways dropped all my classes and everything and I was going to T's gym it's a shout out I guess but uh, <laughs> T's gym in Seward Nebraska it's like an old school like hardcore kind of like a Bob's here maybe in Omaha I guess yeah. um, and I actually opened up my own little supplement shop there it was Breast Nutrition I don't know I actually yeah, do you remember yeah. this I remember this so yeah. this would have been before this has probably been the first time I ever met you, I think, because I came in and I, I talked to you and I was like just asking for advice. Yep. And you gave me some advice. I don't remember what you said, even to be honest with you. But then I went back and that only lasted a couple months. And honestly, don't come after me this state or anything because I'm pretty sure it was illegal. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying, you know. Just oh, like, yeah. I mean, no statute of limitations. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Statute of limitations gone for seven years? Yeah, oh, you're good. Like that. Yeah, yeah, you're good. No statute of limitations. So I just ordering off Europa, you know. I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm, they needed, you know, the standard stuff to get order off there. And I was just... Here's a piece of paper. Does this work? And yep, here we go. So yeah, got it in, whatever. And then uh, that didn't work out. So I ended up moving back and I worked at a couple factory jobs actually. actually, And uh, again, that's just not for me. So it was interesting at the time. I don't know if I even told you this, but at the time I had an interview with Nucor in Norfolk, which like if you're in Norfolk, like that's, that's the, the cream of the crop, right? that's you know, the that's job, what you yeah. want to do. That's the retirement path. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was literally, and I'm not saying I was guaranteed that job by any means. Yeah. But I was either going to probably do that or I was going to, you know, piece it together, start working for you part time and, you know, like some Walmart on the side. And then I worked for Envisions there. Yeah. So I chose, thankfully, thank God, that I actually started with you instead of there. And do you remember this, too? I had just switched phone numbers and I actually wrote the phone number down incorrectly. So you messaged me on yep. Facebook about a job. That. Yeah, I remember because he wouldn't. I'm like, what's well, he's not messaging me back. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'll, I'll pop on Facebook. And that's, 
I was still newer to social media at the time. Like I had it, but I didn't really use it. You know? Right, right. And I'm like, maybe he's got Facebook because I've yeah. seen it on Facebook a little bit, and I'm like. Oh yeah, I wrote my number wrong. Like, yeah. Who writes down their own phone number wrong? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were that's just neat. dodging me. You know? That's neat. <laughs> no, that that worked out, and then just served with you for like what four to eight hours a week, I think, and you know it, it's been a blessing the entire time. So that's kind of how I started. Then, you know, work, I think I worked for you for two and a half, three years, I believe it was, and then you know I, I was kind of deciding what I wanted to do with life, and I chose to actually sell cars for a little bit. And I started doing that, and again, like nothing wrong with car sales. I'm glad I did that too, to be honest with you, because it teaches extra extra skills and stuff. But uh, I was just laying there, and I was laying there with my or my wife in bed, and I was just sitting there. I was like, had an epiphany. I was like, why don't we actually just start our own Rexia store? Yeah. So that's where again I approached Jamie, and we always talked about just being at 12 o'clock where you need to be. And well, the funny thing was that you know you you decided to leave, and I was like, no, because he was yeah. an awesome manager who broke records there. And I ended up having two other store guys who worked with you at the time who started franchises. Yeah, uh, Kyle Drivers in Columbus, and then Ashley yep. Premier and Carney. Yep. And then you know at the time I didn't want to sell my second store ever because it was Norfolk, and right. you know, hindsight being twenty twenty. But anyways, <laughs> and then you left, and whenever you kind of hey, I want to talk to you, I was like, please tell me you're coming back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then you're like, I want to start my own. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I still got to find a manager now, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they, that's how I met you. Yeah. And, and uh, they're like, we're gonna do Fremont, Nebraska. I'm like, Fremont's good. Yeah. Fremont's close. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, going through meet your. I met your landlord. Yeah. You guys get that lease or whatever. Like, we're gonna do this. I'm like, I'm, I, mean, I always get excited when people start stores because it reinvigorates my excitement. Right. Right. Yeah. I've done this a long time, you know. Yeah. So every once in a while, I feel like excited. You were. You guys were just jacked up yep. I'm yeah i'm pretty sure you broke the record there that first month it was a good first month yeah so how good. did you get jamie how, how did you get involved in this let's go with you right? yeah so you know at the time i was i was teaching actually mm-hmm. i was teaching in pierce nebraska yeah i was a high school ag teacher actually taught some shop classes ffa advisor i did some coaching up there and actually the year prior to this i was like kind of done teaching you know i've always been kind of an entrepreneurial spirit and so I tried talking my wife into, hey, I should leave this job and go do my own thing. And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. stayed another year. And so then it was, I think it was October when you first approached me, wasn't it? Something like that, that following year. Yeah, something so like that. So obviously we're in the thick of a school year and he approached me and, and it was kind of no brainer for me. I was just ready to be done teaching. And so yeah. the ability to go out and obviously do it with, you know, one of my best friends as well mm-hmm. was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. So, yeah. you know, we yeah. started looking at the numbers and I was like, yeah, let's do this. So, right. And then we had to find fan- financing. So, so that was some of those Someone might say you ran the numbers. You <laughs> ran the numbers. And, you know, I think that's a lot to be said when it comes to financing. I just did have a video I'll probably post later today, actually, mm-hmm. Giovanni, whatever this is, getting that first business loan. Is mm-hmm. the biggest pain in the ass mm-hmm. that there is. Yeah. But it takes people who are strong mentally yeah. and the fortitude oh, yeah. to see it through because it's never a first yes. And you guys went yeah. six ways to Sunday to get that first yeah. yes. Yeah. I went to about a dozen. We actually just made about a video a on this, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I'll tell the story real fast. And again, no hard feelings towards anybody. Uh, it was actually a bank that I use, and I obviously won't say their name or anything. Yeah. It's not the bank we're using now. But I actually worked with the, the main guy there, and it was actually a pair of brothers that owned the bank. And yeah. he was on, actually on vacation at the time. So we were talking to his brother and we go in. And again, we had all the number of projections. We had the business plan. We had some capital. It's not like we were just coming in there, like mm-hmm. not knowing what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. And I was in, okay, so here's what we is. Can you do anything for us for a loan? 
and he looks at us and he, he, he seriously tells us this and it mm-hmm. puts a chip on my shoulders to the day and he says, there is no way that anybody would ever give you a loan for this. And I look at him and I said, <laughs> well, we just got approved down the street. We were just coming to you to see if we get a better interest rate. And then we went back to where we got yeah. a loan now. So Seriously. I swear to God, yeah, that's an actual story. True story. Five is minutes it? after we left the other meeting and she was like, yep, we'll do it. Yeah. So that puts a chip <laughs> so. on my shoulder. Like I said, that, yeah. oh man, that is just something, but yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've had that. I've had, I, I have it still to this day. Sometimes, it, you know, I, I tried this business when I was 23. Right. And 22, and everybody said, you're nuts. You're not getting you money. And I'm complimenting family. It's just not, you know, like, you know, figure out on your own, which I think is good. I don't think, right. you know, I, I've never seen anybody who's had their parents hand things to them that really ever accomplished anything. Yeah. Yeah. in between. So I was kind of glad my parents did it the way they did. But finding, I didn't know what I was doing. That's kind of why I do this podcast. Cause yeah. I, I had, no, like you, I had no yeah. clue. Yeah. I would have done it six ways to illegal, not intentionally, just because <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have known. I know. It's, it's, yeah. I went to business college. They don't teach you any of this shit. Yeah. Period. They teach you to buy their book. Yeah. And memorize their book for their book sales. Yeah. We'll, talk, we'll talk about that later. We'll get to that for <laughs> sure. Um, but, you know, it doesn't make any, it just, I didn't get any uh, 1%. Yeah, I, I learned a lot of experiences, made a lot of friendships in college, but as far as actual business acumen for what I use in that day to day, zero. Oh yeah, right, yeah, zero. And so, anyways, like I didn't know what I was doing, so I came back to this when I was twenty nine and left a very good corporate job. I still couldn't get the financing because I yep. no longer did I have a salary to support. Like, who's going to co-sign? I'm like, yeah, I'm a grown man with two kids, and then, like, yeah. my parents to co-sign something for me. Like, what what is this? And right. so I got investors, angel investors, instead. I figure I can talk people into thinking I'm right. I'm very good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Case set match point, my wife, way out of my league. I outkicked out my coverage by a lot, but I convinced her I was a good bet. So, but you know, and I think it just takes a lot of fortitude to really get to that end goal. Right. It's not for the, I don't want, honestly, I, I want it easier, but I don't want it easy. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll have 600 competitors down the street who don't know anything, yeah. who have yeah. no integrity doing the same industry. So I'm glad it's hard to certain degrees. Right. Right now, it's probably, I'll say this, right now in the, in the marketplace, this is the hardest financing for new franchisees I've ever seen in the yeah. mm-hmm. doing this. That could be very true. Just while bankers did stupid loans. Mm-hmm. They, they, they financed all these commercial real estate strip malls that are all going under. Yeah, they put yeah. their money on the big wigs who've been around for 40 years who never adapted the times and now yeah. they look at us with a uh, and they say why is your so che-? I actually get bad crap because my franchise model is so cheap yeah. yeah literally I have four banks and I won't put them where I'm at in Omaha they're within three blocks up here when we're <laughs> watching this who won't touch a Rexius loan because it's under 50k is that right they, they want at least 300 to make it worth their time hmm. like who has that kind of money yeah well rich people I don't like rich kids. Yeah. They're yeah. stuck up and arrogant. So right. not all of you. If there's a rich kid out there with good work ethic, come see me. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is. But like for me, that's it, it's still a pain. Like my second gym, we got told no by so many banks. Yeah. And Crazy. my business partner was like, uh, Nick, was who's going to be on my next podcast, actually. He's, he's like, I guess we're done. I go, oh, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. I'll will this into fruition. Yeah. This yeah. will happen. Yeah. Having a chip on your shoulder and then want to mm-hmm. prove somebody wrong. I still use that to this oh, day. Yeah. I mean, my Rex's business plan got a D on it in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's so crazy. Business. But um, well, that's well, that's awesome. You guys start the first store. Yep. In yep. April. April of sixteen. Sixteen. Yep. I think it was the sixteenth, yeah. maybe twentieth. Anyways, thirteenth. Thirteenth. The memory so guy. So here's, here's the funny thing about these guys. I knew that. I mean, they were businessmen. They were entrepreneurs. But I didn't realize mm-hmm. how much. And so it was about three months later. Mm-hmm. Three or four months. Yeah. Hey, Rexius, we're down in Maryville, Missouri. I'm like, yeah. what the heck is Maryville, Missouri? <laughs> and like, we're already looking at base for a second shop. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay, they're going, yeah. okay, cool. And they're sending me pictures on the cell phone of a spot. And I'm like, 
all right, well, yep. I just want to do yeah. this. And, and you did. You built out, it was the front office of a motel. Yeah, it was, a, it was an old motel. Yeah. That place was a dump, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. We went there because the rent was 800 bucks a month. So, and that was included utilities. So, yep. see, that's not a bad deal. I'm pretty sure the basement was haunted, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was seriously was creepy. There was yeah, a basement. And we actually would stay down there at night. It's like, <laughs> and just like stay in the back. And I just remember like watching all my conspiracy videos, obviously. Oh, they yeah. just like thinking about it like, is there somebody in the basement? Yeah. Somebody in the basement back there? <laughs> no, I, 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 had a, you I had an apartment. I was, <laughs> I was posted up in Maryville. Yep. All right. So they opened up the second shop. When did that have been open? July. That have been July. That was of like three 16. months. Yeah. yeah. Been, Good lord. Yeah. yeah. That's moving. Really fast. Like, and really I thought really I was quick. My first shop was like nine months later. Yeah. My second shop. The but, first two years were pretty crazy. Yeah. Business for us. So yeah, it, it was cool. It was figuring it out along the way. So I remember meeting him. And how did he start? How did you start? Um, yeah, so at the time I was, uh, when these guys would have had their first shop opened up, I was going to school at UNL. And uh, I don't know how to be PC about this, but um, I hated every second of it. And <laughs> yeah. so I come back home from my sophomore year of college and I'm not really connected to what I'm doing. Um, you know, as you guys were saying, it's there's no practical application. It's all books. It's all professors never done anything or yeah. anything like that. And so finally I find out that Rexy's Nutrition had been opened up. And obviously that's right when mm -hmm. you guys are really growing. Yeah. And I heard about mm -hmm. it. And I don't know why I can't explain it. To this day, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but I went in and I asked these guys uh, if they needed somebody to help mm -hmm. help out. And they were like, you know, sorry, it seems like we've already got our team. Uh, we've already got our team put together. And I said, okay, cool. So I remember this for two weeks, mm -hmm. every other day mm -hmm. i would come in i'd be like yep. hey guys still need any help or anything like that and they were like you know what fine uh the joke i always make is they were either going to give me a job or they're going to tell me to screw off yeah. and eventually yeah. they gave me a job and uh that summer we had a great summer um you know did really well with the team numbers and all that stuff yeah. and then uh they were like hey we're opening up a shop down in maryville you uh we need a manager you want to go i was like i'd have to drop out of school and they were like mm -hmm. yeah we know and i was like Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a good learning experience. You know, it was an interesting deal. Is is uh, that meeting? I remember it. We sat down at, at Big Red Kino, yeah, and we had some drinks, and we we're like, "Listen, we're buying a store in Columbus, Nebraska, and we're starting a new store in Maryville, Missouri. We need a business partner who can manage it as well in Columbus, and we need a manager in our Maryville location. And so it kind of got sorted out yeah. that way." Well, and that's what comes out. Like we had a franchising Columbus was great. Just had undercapitalization. Just didn't have the capital. And yeah, still a good mm -hmm. friend, a great customer to this day, honestly. Mm -hmm. But he just wanted to go something else. So I took it back over. I was like two days, and I called you guys. I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> two shops is cool. Three is cooler. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, okay. And then you had another employee bumping with you guys on that one. Yep. And then uh, was how many months later was it when we did Lincoln? That have been April, that April of seventeen. April of seventeen. Yep. Wasn't it May first that we opened that? Um, no, it would have been. It would have been April. It was April one. We, you know why I know this? You know why I know this? Because we actually oh, skipped yeah. alumni well, for that. Yeah. yeah anyway. We're skipping alumni, so you know it's yeah. important. <laughs> so here, here's the part of that story that Sam didn't tell mm -hmm. is not only did he come back in looking for a job, it wasn't like a, hey, I need money, give me a job. Hey, I need this, give me a job. It was him selling himself to us. Yep. It was 
him saying, hey, listen, I've got a bunch of friends that are big into weightlifting, love yep. supplements. You know, I can bring those customers to you. And so, you know, that's a good education for anybody. Well, and that's, yeah. that's I had a, a video on this somewhere on my social media too. Like, sales is everything. Mm -hmm. like, and, I, and I try to explain this to people. And I speak at colleges, universities, spoke at a, a, a middle school like last week. And mm -hmm. I said, sales is everything. Why don't I need sales? You're going to be in sales. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Oh, yeah. Whether you're selling yourself to a banker on the give me a loan. Uh, mm -hmm. I make her trying to get a home mortgage. Mm -hmm. If you haven't bought a house yet, I got to convince yep. them that I'm not insane to start this many businesses. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, bet you got to sell them to a prospective employer, yep. as he did. Yep. Yeah. Business partners, doesn't matter what it is. A relationship. Everything Boyfriend, is sales. Girlfriend. It's all exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the same thing you used to, the same exact advantages used in sales, exactly the same advantage you used when you try to attract somebody of the opposite sex. Yeah. It's no yeah. different. It is. Everything when your baby's sales. in the crib crying, they're selling you that they need food. So, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Everything yeah. sales. And if you think you're going to avoid sales in this life, you are out of your mind. It's all about relationships. That's, that's business. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Very few people can sit at home behind the computer with no boss, no, no anything, and, and run their whole life. Right. It doesn't happen that way. So, well, that's awesome. So you start managing Maryville. Yep. And then come that next year, I mean, you guys talking to me about franchising in Vermilion. Mm -hmm. and, I, and we looked at it, we looked at it, looked at it, mm -hmm. and like you and I had a talk, like, yep. I don't think I'm super comfortable with this. I'm like, listen, I need to, like, let some stuff off my plate. I have this Lincoln store, and, I, and my manager was awesome. He was leaving me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you guys want to buy that from me? And I, that it said April, right? Yep. And then you've done double what I did, <laughs> which... Hey, I'm fine with it. I love yeah. it. That's fantastic. Lincoln's going very well. Yeah. This last year's been phenomenal. Yes. Um, and so you're still going to school though, right? Yep. Yep. So uh, as much as I said, I didn't like school. Um, a lot of it had to do with a lot of underlying issues that I had with it. Uh, one, I think, you know, I think a lot of kids, uh, college kids just struggle with a sense of purpose. And, you know, a lot of people say it's difficult to go to school and uh, run the business full time and to be honest with you, I think that the business and the school actually help each other quite a bit because the business grounds me. I don't feel like that I'm not just doing nothing along with this. You're able time. to apply everything you yep. learn to something that's yep. actually realistic. And mm -hmm. I agree. That's the biggest piece of advice I can give to any college student. I get asked mm -hmm. that a lot. What's the biggest thing I can do? Get a job in the field you want to go into while you're in school because mm -hmm. you yes. can't apply any of it. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I was working, I was in college, and everybody around GNC loved it. And I did the same mm -hmm. thing with uh, Chad Taki, who uh, owned the GNC in Norfolk. Yes. Uh, Shane got a job too. Um, I went in every day. I'm like, listen, as much money as I spend here, I figure this way. If I'm here more often, I'm going to buy more stuff. So you're going to make money <laughs> off of me yeah. and I'm going to get a discount because I'm an employee. It's going to save me some cash. It's a win-win for you and I have a lot of personality. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> he goes, I'm pretty full staff. So I went in every day for a week. Yeah. He's like, I go, and he just kind of smiled at him. He goes, no, okay. And I walked out. I had to drive from Wayne to do this, 30 miles each direction. <laughs> Jeez. Finally got the job. And after that, my grades went up massively at Wayne. Mm. I was saying, I went to, let's be honest, I went to college to play football and do track. Yeah. I didn't go there for a degree. I really, I went there to play football yeah. and to drink beer and, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. college. Um, but honestly, after that, my grades were phenomenally through the roof because yeah. I finally all made sense. Instead of looking at accounting classes, Widget A and widget B equals widget C. It was like my money minus somebody else's money was what I have left. So this sucks. You know, yeah, yeah. it just wasn't you're able to apply things. That's the biggest piece of advice for any college kid is get a job in the field you want to go into. How do you even want to go into? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a cousin that went into hotel management, mm -hmm. got a degree in it, mm -hmm. and then went to go work at a hotel. Three months later, I hated it. Yeah. Why the hell did you get a major? Why'd you major yeah. in it for? Like, that's why would you, especially in business? Maybe right. there's something I don't know, but why would you need that degree, anyways? 
Exactly. Yeah, that is <laughs> exactly. something. Thank you. Yep. But, um, you know, I agree with you, though. Like, how much do you got left of school? Um, I think we're wrapping up in either May or August. That is a be blessing. Done. There you be go. done. Look, I'm ready to be done. Actually, yeah. I have nothing wrong with people who want the degree. I, yep. I don't. I have a couple. Two masters. Grand most of my companies paid for those things. Yeah. And I, but I'm also, I guess, I can say, I guess I could say it in a certain way, like, they're not worth it. Right. Like, in my background in chemistry, that was fun. I worked yep. with the FDA and Westnob Prevention. It was cool in the chemistry background. Most of my, my credits were given in filled. Yeah. I didn't have to sit in a class. Right. It was awesome. The masters in business, that was for, well, they paid for it. So I got paid to go. Right. You pay me to go to class. I'll go. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know debt with it, though. But I mean, I'm still paying off my student loans for my undergrad at Wayne State College. Yep. Mm-hmm. Almost, good God, how many years is it? 18 years later? Mm-hmm. That's just stupid. Right. Yep. I'm going into my 40s. I'm not 40 yet. I do. <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm like a year away. Yeah. I'm still paying off my student loans. At yep. this rate, all my kids will be in college, except for maybe Roman, who's eight months old, mm-hmm. by the time I paid off at this pace. Yep. yep. That's stupid. To be in my 50s or 60s, before, that's just... It's a state school. Yeah. And it's up yep. 400% from when I went there. Right. So it's crazy. It's just dumb. It's I don't, I don't yeah. see the point in in business. I just don't. Either yeah. You can't measure work ethic and determination with a piece of paper. Yeah. You're either the kind of person that's going to take, yeah. take life by the horns and go, or you're mm-hmm. not. Right. If you can't, business is not for you. There's no wrong right. with going to work at a bank and getting banker's hours. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why I don't relate to bankers or one. I look for loans because yeah. Yeah, I have to you know get their permission but I hate it. I mean, most people who go self-employment don't like having to get permission from yeah. anybody on anything. So, right. And yeah, and I think this ties into you know, kind of what I would say is my biggest piece of advice to anybody who's very young or younger. You know, because when I got Rexius, when I got the Lincoln Store bot, I was 21. I and I mean, I was fresh 21. Yeah. I was closer to 21 than I was. I mean, I was closer to 20 than I was 22. And the biggest advice I can give anybody who wants to make that jump, who wants to make that leap, is. You're going to have a lot of people tell you, it doesn't make sense. You don't know what you're doing. You're going to screw up yeah. and mm-hmm. all those things. I'm like, the thing is, is that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. You are young. You are going to make mistakes along the way. Yeah, you are yeah. going to screw up. But, you know, uh, my biggest advice that I tell all my employees is, is that <coughs> don't let the idea of perfect progress overtake progress at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving forward is better than moving forward way too long and moving forward perfectly. Complacency is the enemy of progress. Right. Right. People Absolutely. justify their inadequacies against you. They do. They mm-hmm. they didn't have the balls to go do it. They didn't have yeah. the guts to take the determination on their own back and make it happen, fail or not. Yep. Nothing is ever done if you don't take a big leap. There is without risk, there is no reward. And so yep. people want to justify their own inadequacy, their own fears. Onto you. Well, no, I didn't do that because that's not safe. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, well, I'm glad that other people didn't think that or we wouldn't have airplanes yeah. and automobiles yeah. and freaking internet yeah. and, and all these wonderful things that we all love today would not have existed. Somebody didn't have the guts to say, I'm going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, that, in that aspect, like people are just, you know, there's no safety net. I'm glad there's not a safety net. Yeah. Without risk, there is no reward. So people will justify their inadequacies based on their own fears and they'll put them onto you. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's not... It's true, though. I mean, people, like, I put a post a while back, rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. Yep. Steve Harvey did that. Love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, you need eight hours. No, you're justifying to yourself why you won't put the time in, mm-hmm. I will, right. and you're justifying it, justifying it based on your health. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to be healthier than you. Oh, my. Go ahead. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm good. I'm perfectly fine with my life's decisions mm-hmm. because I will, I'd rather sit 
on my deathbed at 85, 9 years old, saying I gave it a shot, and sit around wondering if I yeah. had. Mm-hmm. I think too many people, I mean, if you go into nursing homes, they have read so many studies on this, most people sitting there talk about their regrets mm-hmm. of not doing things, not right. about their Definitely. regrets of the things they tried. Sitting with tattoos. Now it's not uncouth. You know, it yeah, used yeah. to be like, oh my God, it's got tattoos. You know, yeah. You know, and you know, like, guess you look like crap when you're 90. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to tell my kids about the time I did this and how tough I was. And my wife's going to lie and say I cried. <laughs> it's not true. But, you know, I, I have, that's fine with me. And that's just the way I look at things. I'd rather fail and have tried than sit back thinking if I had done more in my life. And I right. see too many people do that and trying to keep up with the Joneses and do certain mm, things. That is the thing, yeah. You know, and I finally got a new car. You guys saw it today. Yeah. Before I'm perfect, nice. I'm perfectly fine driving anything i don't care yep i don't i don't define myself based on the material possessions i have i define right. myself on the success and what my kids think about me more than anything yeah. else but so then so now you're part owners of four shops mm-hmm. <laughs> a year and a half year yeah mm-hmm. a year now when did the gyms come about well that have been when we actually opened that have been november or october october of 2017 17. so how it's already been that in, long huh in maryville obviously we had the new <coughs> store there um and there was a there was a gym there there was a 24-hour gym in the mm-hmm. exact spot where we have it now and the owner kind of neglected it a little bit great guy but just kind of neglected the business mm-hmm. and he ended up shutting the doors without giving anyone notice mm-hmm. he had members who had prepaid year memberships and all this but anyways long story short they closed the doors we we rolled up i think it was to work out actually when we were down there one time and we see the sign on the door that says uh go go to downtown barbell i think yeah something like that yeah the other gym there in town so anyways i think that was like may or june when that closed up maybe june 1st yeah and so you know it made sense we were trying to find a different location because we said that place was dumpy that we were in already Mm -hmm. so our year lease was coming up um, so we're trying to find a better location anyways, and it just made sense. The two businesses go perfectly hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So what we ended up doing was renegotiating the lease where he had it, which I was the one apparently to contact that landlord and break it to him that is that business in there shut down. He didn't even know? So, no, <laughs> he didn't know. So I called him and I said, hey, so I see that this gym closed down. He's like, they did? <laughs> so, yeah, so we renegotiated the lease. Uh, I personally went in and built out a lot of the walls in there to actually mm-hmm. put a supplement store in the front of the gym. Um, we spent three months renovating the place, getting equipment purchased and set in place and cut a hole through a brick wall and knocked it over with a sledgehammer. Yeah. That was fun. A lot of that stuff. I so, mean, I've never done a lot of that kind of stuff like laying floor and carpet. I yeah. guess we did in Fremont as well, but it is a learning process. That is for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's the lesson we learned. Like you guys have done a lot of your own build out, but all the shops, Lincoln, yep. yeah. you know, all those are then. I've, I've said this in podcasts before, like, when you're, self, when you're an entrepreneur and you're self-employed, oh, yeah. you're yeah. learning to do a lot of stuff that you don't want to do, but you're not comfortable yeah. with, you just got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that means I, that's how I learned how to build walls. That's how I learned to do drywall. And I yeah. hate drywall. Yeah. I'm paying for, I'm paying for <laughs> drywall. But, you know, paint, whatever else, like, you just got to do it yourself. Like, a lot of sure. my first, I mean, our, people see my first cars, we had logos. Mm-hmm. You don't realize that I did a lot of those logos myself. Mm-hmm. I bought them online because I couldn't afford a guy to put them on there. That's why they look like stickers. Yeah. Because they were stickers. Yeah. <laughs> they were not actually a window scale or, you yeah. know, uh, vehicle since I didn't have any money. Right. You know, I, I, and I, if, you actually, if you went to my first shop back in 2010, you would have saw three metal gondolas. You remember these? Yeah. Okay. There are three metal gondolas I bought from a closed down Walgreens for 60 bucks, mm-hmm. and they were completely rusted out. So Shane and I went and got metal paint 
the used or the off-brand metal paint that was sitting in the bottom shelf at the Home Depot, painted with paintbrushes. Then we got um, rubber baseboard and put them around the edges because we yep. didn't have, they didn't know how to put them together. Hmm. There, there was more duct tape and super glue holding that store together than I could possibly <laughs> yeah. tell you. And half the jugs in the store were actually empty. They were just there to space things out because I was on a nickel and dime budget. Yeah. yeah. The first website made by Shane Yeager and Tim Rexius. Yeah. And Shane and I would sit there and put products on it every night. No clue what we were doing. It was all just GoDaddy, pay huh. five bucks a month and just put it. I, we, but, you know. Yeah. I know so like, I'm never websites. I'm like, yeah, I do. I still do it to this day. Like, I hate accounting. Right. I do accounting five hours a day. Yeah. But that's yeah. just is what it is. So you did the first gym. How'd the Plainview gym come about? That's, I'm really curious. Yeah. That was honestly <laughs> just kind of an opportunity. And I'll be straight up honest with you. I don't think any of us went into it thinking we're becoming millionaires off of this Plainview gym. I mean, it's a town of 1,300 people. The classic thing is there's more cows than people type thing in Plainview. <laughs> but we had the opportunity to actually, you know, it didn't cost that much, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to throw out numbers exactly, but it really didn't cost very much. Well. Yeah, it was like 25 yeah. grand. To yeah. start this gym, you know, and we pieced it together through Craigslist and yeah. everything else. Our economic development funds yep. as well. Yep. So. And it was actually one of our best friends growing up. We partnered with him. And honestly, again, Jamie, I helped out too. But again, Jamie went down there for an entire week. And you and Tyler really mm -hmm. knocked that out. And again, if you actually yeah. go into that, because again, the building, no offense to anybody that owns the building if they're watching. But the building, again, is garbage. The, the building is kind of <laughs> falling apart. But you go inside of it, and it looks really nice. Like, we all did my little part, but you guys did a great job yeah. of putting everything together in there. I don't remember how much anymore, but we hauled, like, 10 tons worth of junk out of there. So oh, it, yeah. it was actually old um, brick walls that were, had been covered up with plaster. So we knocked all the plaster off to give the exposed brick look. Mm -hmm. And It was so was, dusty there in there, two though. two levels of drop ceilings in there that we ripped out and opened up the whole ceiling. So, yep. It's fun. Yeah, business 101, entrepreneur yeah. 101, learn how to do it some whatever it takes. <laughs> Super yep. dusty. And, yeah. And then we were moving a squat rack in. Oh my and gosh. Actually, yeah. We had to cut cut the squat rack in half actually to get it through the door and then mm -hmm. bolt it back together on the inside. So we brought this metal chop saw out there, chopped through the metal, and when we went to go pick it up and carry it through the other one, the other half fell through a window. Yeah. So we had to replace the window. <laughs> which was probably a good thing because so. there was already enough like air flowing through those <laughs> yeah. windows that would have really hurt the utility yeah. bill, which that squat rack is kind of cool because that was a squat rack from the high school that had probably been yeah. in the high school for 30 years, you know, sitting there. And this thing is, I mean, how much do you think that probably weighs? Probably 800 pounds. It is massive, yeah. like that it's old huge. school. Yeah. Like, Heavy. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. All right, so something I want to touch on specifically with, with you. Yep. How old are you now? Um, just turned 24. Ooh, so young. <laughs> oh, I got a daughter. She's 19. <laughs> All right, so I, I found this when I was with my old, um, in my old industry. Being younger, do you find it harder for managing employees who are either your age or around the same age or even older than you? Have you found many challenges with that? And with you guys, too, if you have any employees mm -hmm. that have been older than you, have you guys found it? Because you're only 29. Mm -hmm. You're... Same, yeah. You're 29. 29. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gray hair in this room. I just look extra hey, gray because I got other than my that, beard, man. Some? Some. I look like Santa Claus <laughs> on steroids right now. So um, <laughs> we'll start with you specifically and have you guys touch in on this. Like, do you find it hard managing employees? Because managing employees is it. You can only be in the business so long. So that employee is the only representation of the business yeah. of you to anyone else in the public. So it is a crucial thing. But mm. anything you found on that that you can tip, tip on? You know, it depends on a couple different things. Um, generally speaking, most people understand that, you know, if you're going to be a store owner, that there is a natural, hey, I need to listen to this person. Um, it has happened occasionally between uh, 
I guess, some ambassador situations and all that stuff. But honestly, for the most part, um, as long as you just... The biggest thing about managing not just who's older than you when you're young, but anybody in general, is if you just respect them and treat them like a person, treat mm-hmm. them like a human being, you try to mm-hmm. understand where they're coming from, you know, and all that stuff, normally uh, it really won't be that big of an issue, in mm-hmm. my honest opinion. Yeah. The biggest thing is that you can't let that situation of you being maybe younger than them make you feel uncomfortable and feel like you have to like uh, assert dominance or power or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. And because, I agree you with know, that. I think a lot of young people yes. try to assert a level of dominance yep. because they have it in their head more mm-hmm. than it actually is. Have you guys yep. found much with this with yep. your employees or no? Or? Well, I would say from our point of view, I think maybe the only issue that we would ever come to is maybe we're a little bit too much of like a friend at sometimes, even yeah. though I'll say this, like, when we say something, we expect it to be done. But again, we're, we'll joke around with people a lot and everything. But at the same time, we will pull the trigger on people and oh yeah, fire yeah. them if the, if it needs to be. But thankfully in Fremont, I mean, we've had nothing but rock stars and it's been really good. Yeah. And I know for me personally, I feel like I do a decent job. I don't remember where I got this from. Maybe one of the books I read, How to Win Friends and Influence People, I think. But it's the compliment sandwich. So it's like, hey, I really appreciate what you do. You need to do this better. Or... Maybe I'm saying that wrong, but yeah. yeah, it's, you know, the compliment sandwich, so. Well, and that's, I do, I'm, I'm always, I'm, you gotta be a cheerleader. You gotta reward for the good things as yeah. any person, no matter how they are. I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I guess, as I've grown bigger, I've, I've done that point, I have so many employees now, right? I told mm-hmm. you guys previously, like I have my regional manager, Cody, who is actually the go-in-between sometimes, because that way, if they feel like they want to complain about me, they can. Right. So it's kind of almost like, um, like in football, yeah, I'm not being really racist sports for me, so just know. There's <laughs> yeah. like the council, the team council, that they can bring gripes about the team or what's going on to the coaches. So there's that. That's mm-hmm. why I kind of took that mentality with those guys because mm-hmm. apparently I'm intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. But you know, I, I think we because it was hard for me from the beginning to go from friends to boss. Yeah, and, certain, and I think with that, when there's friends and boss, there's be accountability standard. Like yep. there needs to be like, hey, there's a performance review. Right. You know, like, and that's what I'm doing right now with everyone, even the ones who I'm best friends with that work for me because I'm like, okay, there's, I mean, it's, that's part of the biggest mistake I think I've made is right. just not holding people accountable because they're my friends. Right. You know what I mean? In, in this last couple of years for us, I told you guys, I've had to kind of retake the company over back last fall and we were going in a direction I didn't think was positive. It was financially not good. Mm-hmm. And it, so we wanted to go, so we wanted to stay. It is what it was, but you know, I had to, it, it sucked. It was horribly mm-hmm. on a personal mm-hmm. level, but professionally it was necessary to be done. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, I hate firing people. Yep. I hate it. Have you had to do it much or no? Um, usually no. We haven't had to, uh, mm-hmm. there's only been one instance where we've had to. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we've had to pull the trigger on a, on a couple of people, but it's know, never. A fun we always thing. make sure it's respectable. Yeah. And well, I always do it this way. Like, so. I, like I was feel like if I get me to a different position, yeah, like, it was something we're not doing a certain way. And I always had that conversation, and I, I said this to somebody else the other week, and my brother goes, "What well, do you think it was you?" I go, "No, if you get fired from a job in sales, it's you, not me." Yeah. You know, I'm gonna say that 100. percent If you're making me money, yeah, you're probably not going anywhere. Right, right. If we have a personality conflict, we'll work it out. Right. Because in the end of the day, it's black and red. You oh, know, yeah. It's, it's either yeah. the black or the red. Like, I say, like, they just don't like this. And about me, like, if you're making me financially profitable, right. not, nobody's going to fire you over ego. Right. You know what I mean? And I think people need to understand that. Like, hey, it's, it's a business relationship. Mm-hmm. It's sales. As long as you're not a deplorable human being. Yeah. Doing yes. something that's just absolutely disgusting beyond yeah. recognition. Right. You know, that's just, you know, a violation of you're breaking the law. You're probably not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. So if yeah. you're, you know, if you're making me money, you wouldn't get fired. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. That's, absolutely. To me, it's all just management style. Yeah. You know, yep. I mean, there are definitely industries where I could see you'd have to 
rule with a little more of an iron fist, but in an artist industry, I mean, it's like a quote unquote cool industry to be in. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, the people that come work for us are excited to be there. They're, yep. they're typically already into fitness and, and yep. all that kind of stuff anyways. Supplements. Well, that's why I say, I, I so, think I feel we always got the dream team because usually people mm-hmm. are excited about it. Yeah. And I've asked yeah. them before, like, why really don't you use supplements? Okay, why'd you come in here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like it'd be easy. Thanks. Yeah, and yeah. It's the gym. Like I had, we've had some people were like, well, I'll come and work here. Would you have a membership? No, I train over here. Why would I yeah. hire you to work yeah. here if you don't right. have a membership here? I'm not going to have you go around lying to people about buying a membership if yep. you don't believe in my gym enough to have a membership. And right. people look at me. This happened this week with the most confused face. Like, I don't yep. get it. No, I get yep. it. You don't like my gym enough to have a membership, but you want a job here because you're mm-hmm. not easy to work for. I know. Yeah. I'm like, you know, and it's funny because I have multiple businesses and multiple business partners. I mean, you guys right. have the situation too that yep. like the way you guys work in Fremont is probably a little different than Marietteville. The way mm-hmm. you three work mm-hmm. together for Lincoln is probably different. Same yep. for me. Oh, for sure. My business partner, Rexy, is Shane is about the most easygoing person on the planet. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen Shane get mad probably three times in my life. He's he's we call Shane doing Shane things at Shane time, which means he, I don't have to know where he, I don't ever know where he is. Yeah, I know wherever Shane is doing, he's working his tail off, yeah. probably yep. off hours, doing more than he probably should be. Right. Then you got Nick, and so Nick Nick is the ultimate alpha. Yeah. So where him, me and him, we realize we can't text each other. Period. Too yeah. much is lost in translation. <laughs> well, he's like my brother. We'll end up fighting. We'll be we'll be friends five minutes later. But so like for us, like we know, okay, we got to meet together to have a conversation because I'm assume he's saying it in a arrogant term mm-hmm. and he's assuming that I'm being you know yeah, yeah. you know stuck in my ways and so it's just it's funny to me how do you guys work together with the transition that you guys do I mean that is really interesting actually because yeah. I mean we've been really good friends we were like good friends even in high school but honestly even yeah. his dad was my basketball coach from like sixth mm-hmm. grade through eighth grade or fifth grade through eighth grade so I mean we've known each other for a long time and yeah maybe there was a little bit of concern about that but I feel like it's just like even like living with somebody. I understand. For one thing, we trust each other like a million percent. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, there's never going to be an issue there. And we both work very hard. And honestly, even if little things, I'm sure I annoy you at certain times and I'm sure vice versa, you know. But uh, it's the same thing. It's just like living with somebody. It's like maybe it just doesn't matter. Maybe they keep their shoes in a spot that I don't like. Yeah. But it's like who cares at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like we're going in the same direction. Like those little things just don't matter. Yep. Yeah. So. But and then in, enter him, yeah. Obviously with Lincoln, yeah. Enter Sam and how that works. How is, that, is that adap- was that an adaption for you? Oh God, yeah. Um, going from them being your bosses to being your <laughs> business partners, because that's how it was with Nick. And at yeah. first, yeah, it was a little trial. Nick really wanted to assert his dominance and mm-hmm. realize that I, 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 I don't care about that kind of stuff yeah. at all. And it took us a while to kind of fill our groove, and that's why mm-hmm. we've done so yeah. well now because we found our groove. And I trust him a wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. But to go from an employee to a, to business partners, it's quite a shift. Yeah, yeah um, I'd say the biggest thing that is going down with Lincoln is, is that these guys have pretty much let me take the reins. Mm-hmm. Um, we're they're pretty hands off down there. They work one shift a week, uh, you know, just to help out and stuff. And so honestly, I think the thing that I really appreciate is um, one, I kind of use them for advice. They kind of they kind of mm-hmm. mentor me, help me, move me uh, through ideas and all that stuff. And then you know. Because, you know, I am trying to go to school. I am, as I mentioned earlier, made more mistakes than just about anybody mm-hmm. that can ever make. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they kick my ass into gear every now and again. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's what I appreciate about Sam is I can just tell him exactly how it is, maybe even chew on him a little bit, and he doesn't take it personal. And, you know, I don't mean it personally. I'm just saying, like, these are the things that need to be improved. And, you know, I can be talked to that way, too. And I might not react great at first, but then I'll let mm-hmm. it soak in a little bit. Well, I've done, that. I've done that with each person. You know, like Shane and I have her. 
Shane's just the most complimentary person on the planet. So <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. really hard, you know, like it's just on those conversations and he's just like, I'll get her done, brother. I'm like, no, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm asking you, should I go down there? And he just takes it upon himself to go do it. Yeah. And so now it's a race to get down to Belgium this weekend <laughs> to see who's going to build the back wall faster, you know, it's just, yeah. which is awesome. And, and Nick and I, it's just one of those that, uh, <laughs> he'll, Nick has a way to come off very alpha and doesn't mean to be a coach, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. just like that. And I, I don't like being told what to do by anybody. Yeah. I don't deal with authority real well. Thus, an entrepreneur. Yeah. And then right. Nick, but Nick's just funny. He's like, oh, dude, if I'm being a jerk, just tell me. Yeah. Oh, okay. So once we figured that, hey, you're being a jerk. I'm, I am? Well, it's because you had it coming. No, I didn't. <laughs> and that's just it. It's the end of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I, I, with a business partner, if I know that they're willing to work, they have a work ethic, yeah. I'm good. We'll make personalities yeah. work. You know? right. And I'm mm -hmm. blessed to have phenomenal business partners. We started VHI and brought in Cody Guffey, mm -hmm. and he is a facilitator. Yeah, which is fantastic because I have a thousand ideas, but I can't get them all facilitated. He does mm -hmm. what he does, mm -hmm. and then his wife, she's as bubbling, gig yep. she's fantastic. Yep. You take over the social media, you're better at this than I am, and I have no problem ever saying, "Hey, if you're better at something than me, then do it." Mm -hmm. I think that's. I think ego does not do well with business partnerships. I think you guys would probably agree. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Collection of ideas. Oh yeah, and, mm -hmm. and I'm always one of those like, okay, like we have different ideas. I'll prove mine. Yeah, yeah. It comes up, but it makes you work harder. I think. Right. I think I'm a business partner. That's why I didn't like VH. I didn't want more employees. I want right. partners. Yeah. Because right. then now, now here's the funny thing. So it was good God. I think I saw it on Facebook and I see you driving up with a truck full of books, mm -hmm. <laughs> as if being parts of like five different businesses isn't enough for these two. Yeah. I'm like, what's with the books? Go with the books. I yep. Want so that had been about March of last year. I was listening to your boy, Gary Vee, actually, and he yeah. talked about flipping books. And I was like, this is really interesting. So I'm like, I'll just download the app on my phone, whatever. Just walked over to the local Goodwill, literally. So it's Rexius, then there's the street, and then it's Goodwill. So I walked over there and just kind of, and again, I didn't have, I didn't really even know what I was looking for. You know, there's definitely apps that tell you like to buy them or not. So I just like bought one book and I listed it online, so there's Merchant Fulfilled and FBA. So Merchant means that I ship it out, FBA means I ship it to their warehouse and they ship it out. But I just listed it and then the next day it sold for like 40 bucks. I was like, what in the world is this? So then I started researching it more and then just started buying a handful of books and I was just shipping them out myself, you know? And I was like, this is, if I'm thinking like a business person, like if I'm gonna scale this at all, I don't wanna be a full-time shipping <coughs> books out of my back no. of the warehouse all the time, that's, mm -hmm. that's garbage. So I was like, okay, I wanna do this FBA deal. So then I started buying them and I actually downloaded an app called Scoutly and it basically, it sends triggers. So it's like, hey, if it's, you know, listed merchant fulfilled for this price, like five bucks, well, the lowest price for uh, FBA is 14 bucks, say, and then the sales rank is, say, anything below a million is pretty good. So it's 500,000, it sold 50 copies in the last, uh, it'd be six months. So yes, cha-ching, buy it. And then you'll make this amount of money, obviously do the math in your head for what you're buying it for. So anyways, bought those and started shipping them to Amazon. And then, yeah, it just started kind of rolling. And then the other thing is too, is where if you didn't have textbooks, I'm not saying it wouldn't be worth it necessarily, but textbooks is really what makes the money flow a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Cause like we talked about it, you were talking about textbooks earlier, yeah. how they're so expensive and they are expensive. I mean, even yeah. on Amazon, they're selling for a hundred plus dollars in these college kids. I'm not even kidding. The one time I literally, and people might not even believe me, I offered a girl $5 for a book that was selling for like 70 on Amazon and she took it. And obviously, I mean, it's just five bucks, whatever. She just thought it was a worthless book. And she asked me, and she's like, what are you gonna do with it? I'm like, I'll find a buyer for it. And she literally told me, she's like, good luck. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it turns around and sells. 
it is something. I mean, you got to get into it and you got to obviously do some research and it takes some time and like you obviously got to go find books or whatever. Yeah. But it is it is really interesting. And so then it would have been, I think this March April. or April, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I was doing it like here and there, I guess, and then, you know, making a couple extra hundred bucks on it a month, whatever. And then I was like, I honestly felt like kind of guilty because I was like taking time away from like what I could be doing, you know, at the shop or whatever. And so I was like, you know, Jamie, and honestly, I didn't even expect him to do anything with it because it's just you know, our partnership, whatever. I was like, I'm going to bring you in on this 50 50. And so that's where we did it. And then uh, it's kind of taken off a little bit yeah. more. We had already had an LLC that had sat there vacant because we intended to get into real estate. So we've been sitting there for about a year. And hadn't done anything with it at that point. Yeah. So we had about 500 bucks sitting in the bank. And so that was just another way to get, also to get like some startup capital because we could just take that 500 bucks, start buying a bunch of books mm -hmm. and send them in. Yep. But yeah. So it would have been like right now on a 30 day running cycle, I think it's a little over 5,000, which is kind of low. Mm -hmm. Right now, but uh, it had been two months ago during textbook season. That's when it gets going. We did over eight grand actually on Amazon just in books in 30 days. Oh my God. So it's interesting. It's been a good extra income for It actually both of has us, been so. pretty nice. Well, that's what my grandfather used to do. My grandfather actually said there's a million ways to make a million dollars. And there is. I mean, it's just, it, like, it just should prove like if you got the determination, great, you can make money doing anything. Like, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, this device takes away all excuses. Yeah. Allows you to work 24 yes. 7, 365. And a speech like, we, live in a societal world, not like our grandparents. There are no excuses left. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. You have no reason. Yeah. It's so much easier right now than ever. Mm -hmm. I always say the same thing. They, they talk about kids' work ethic, right? And a lot of the younger ones don't. I hire a lot of them. I can say that. A lot mm -hmm. of them are born without a work ethic. Right. We're not taught. And it excites me. Yeah. Here's why. Because I'm raising my kids right with hustle. Right. So take that hustle less competition because less kids have hustle, mm. and you give them the access to 24-7, 365 customers. Mm -hmm. My kids are rise to the top. It'll be so much easier and faster than ours, our parents, or our grandparents because they're raised correctly and they have access to stuff like this. Mm -hmm. The whole world, 24 hours a day. Yeah. There are no excuses left. Yeah. Goes, I can't make money. You're full of shit. Right. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yep. Figure it It out. has never been easier in human history to make money than it is right now. Yep. Exactly. We are blessed to live in a time where it is that economically easy. Yeah. It is and something a, else. And that's, you know, yeah. Do I get tired from running this money? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm willing to do what no one else is willing to do now so later I can live like no one else can. Mm -hmm. It's my right. favorite thing I've ever heard Dave Ramsey say. I love that part of Dave I Ramsey. It's written down <laughs> everywhere. It's in, I have a piece of my wallet. It's written on my desk back there. It's yep. in the car. Because I, you know, it's 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 the grind rolling. Like I'm jealous of you, because <laughs> <Yeah>. you're young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, like I tried to do at 21, 22, 23. What you're doing, I just didn't have the ability nor the know-how to get there. Right. So the fact that you're you're at a you know ten year head start. Yeah. yeah. What very you true. can do by the time you're my age, if you apply yourself correctly, is insane. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what I love about like you guys. You took an employee. Mm-hmm made him a manager and turned him in and helped him become an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing I've ever, ever for me. Yeah. A lot of my franchisees have come from people who work for me or work for franchisees, mm -hmm. literally. Yep. And that's, you know, I'm totally cool growing slower on a franchise level than my competitors do because I want quality people. Oh yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's just been fun to watch, you know, yep. and watching what happened in Lincoln. Like my wife, does that ever bruise your ego that <laughs> Sam absolutely destroyed your sales numbers? I go, like five percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe five yeah. percent. The other ninety-five percent is just damn freaking proud more than anything yeah. else. Mm -hmm. And you know, watching you guys just obliterate first month sales over Fremont. I'm like, yeah. Ah. 
Because that's the only yeah. way you know I was never going to put one in Fremont. Then you guys wanted to. I was like, all right, cool. And then yeah, you yeah. just destroyed it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's gone really well. Yeah, it actually fun. has been Almost really good in Fremont. So. Isn't that crazy to think about it's that? It's awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I also want to, you know, use as a chance to talk to those kids who are younger, you know, who maybe are, do know what they're, you know, do understand what we're saying. You know, it's like last night I got invited uh, to go out and party because it was Halloween last night. And it was like, you know, um, we're getting ready because, you know, it's towards the end of the year. We're getting the back office, make sure and tour square and everything. Uh, I had two papers that were due and between the three different assignments, I had to, uh, you know, write a couple different page paper. And it was like, sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want to say mm-hmm. that, you know, for everybody that's out there, if you're young and you're like, man, I feel like, you know, it's hilarious because you're like you're peer pressured and doing things that are bad for you. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to tell them to screw off. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just that, you know, and it, it's and this is the only time you're, you're going to see me like disagree with Gary Vee sometimes. Just yeah. One of them. Mm-hmm. I I agree with him. Don't go out and buy the flashy cars. Don't buy the materialistic yep. possessions because it just it locks you down as a business owner. Right. But if you are, don't worry about the experiences. Don't go out and party and drink and do that dumb shit. But go go do something. Like, yeah. He said he didn't go anywhere for like ten years and I gave him the money to invest. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, you know, don't forget to take time for yourself mm-hmm. and go do something. Yeah. Go, right. go get an experience. Traveling someplace for like, that's why I take three day vacations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody gives me crap. I don't go anywhere long enough to like I do. If I'm gone any longer as a business owner, my my work just piles up. Yeah, yeah. and I'm better off taking many short mini vacations than I am a big long one. I don't want to go anywhere yeah. for two weeks. Yeah, I have that conversation with my wife all the time. She, I'm like, we should go on a cruise. She's like, well, if we do it, it's got to be like a seven day cruise. I'm like, three day cruise. Three days yeah. I'm on sales right now. I got yeah. stuff to do. And yeah. that's Brittany and I just spoke about this last night actually. So nice. but you know, and I'm I also have six kids, so my schedule mm-hmm. is not my own. Yep. And but you know, that's the beautiful thing about being a business owner, and you guys will find as you guys will find out that I have chaperoned every kindergarten pill trip to the zoo mm-hmm. for every one of my kids. I just mm-hmm. did the Halloween party yesterday for my kid nice. first grader. That's awesome. And, and it allows me that I do work eight hours a week, but I make my own schedule so family right. can still be number one. And that's the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur right. is you work because you want to work. Right. I mean, um, as far as if you had to give one the biggest piece of advice to somebody who wants to start a business. Don't okay. don't go to college. Don't go to college. <laughs> don't rack up the debt. Check I'm just kidding, but it is honestly interesting. Like even people, you know, in Fremont that come in and they're just, you know, two years deep into college and it's an undecided major and they're already racking up that debt. It's mm. probably 30, 40, potentially even 50 grand in debt. And yeah. I'm not again, I'm not saying like you said, I'm not saying college is necessarily bad, but for a young person, I would say if you don't know what to do, get into some form of sales. Go sell cars, mm-hmm. go sell insurance or go to the military, one of the two, and just learn those sales skills. Even go like join a network marketing company. People talk trash on, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, direct sales, if you have to go give a presentation in front of 20 strangers and get rejected by 20 people, it's gonna- Hopefully 19. Hopefully 19, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just kidding. But I'm just saying it does, it builds some thick skin. It and, does, and you, and you gotta have to be able to roll it off your back. And right. It's, and it's, I agree with 100%, like that's mm-hmm. you. Yeah, so there would be a couple things. Number one, so this is what we tell anybody that we're going into business with. So I know we had these discussions with you, but we tell them to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki Mm -hmm. and understand to not be attached to your paycheck because when you're starting a business, Mm -hmm. it's going to be best not to take a paycheck from that business for a while. So Mm -hmm. either have savings or have some other flow of income where you can live off of it, whether that's a spouse or another business or another job, whatever. And then the other thing that we tell our business partners and anybody that's interested in going into business is expect hurdles along the way mm-hmm. because 
when you when people go into the business and they're super naive, they'll mm-hmm. think, oh, this is just going to go great. But if you expect hurdles along the way, you don't know how big those hurdles are going to be or how big the challenges are going to be. Mm-hmm. But you know if you expect them, then yeah. when, when you're faced with them, you're like, oh, well, I knew this was coming. So mm-hmm. let's handle it. So right. exactly. that would be the big thing I would say. Biggest thing I'd say is, is that you just got to do it. Yeah. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. I agree though, 100%. That's I, I say it all the time with people. I'm like, you know, it's I can make any location, almost any business work if you have work ethic. Right. Mm-hmm. People want things easy. I think that's mm-hmm. the only problem with the cell phones and the technology. Everybody, it's funny because the people see it online and they have this misconception. Look, Rexy's an overnight success. Yeah. Nine years, you bet, happened right overnight last yeah. week. Actually, that's yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's annoying, but. People understand, like, you see it on, on their overnight, but it's not overnight. Some, there, nobody's mm-hmm. achieved anything in life without working yeah. their freaking face off. Right. I don't know anybody who's been as successful who, doesn't, who hasn't had a grind. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, no one's business. My thing is be ready for the grind. If you're not the kind of person that thrives on doing the extra, then mm-hmm. small business is not for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and it's for me, it's, it's like, I agree with that. Not going to take a check out of the business. Like, people think Iron Heaven's never going to make it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Neither one of us have ever taken a check out of the business, which makes my break even so incredibly low. Mm-hmm. The building would have to burn down to not make it. And even then, right. we'd probably have the equipment outside and just put a chain link fence up and I'd there still you make it. Right, so right. For anyone else who thinks that, you are so sorely mistaken. Neither of us need the money. Right. I want the money. Let me make that very pointed. Please join memberships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need it. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm supported off the other. I took one business and pushed on another business, pushed on another business, and just yep. leveraged the hell out of it. Yeah. And that's the best way to grow income is to take yeah. income and grow. Well, that would be the great thing is to exchange short-term benefit for long-term benefit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm not concerned about getting paid right now for my businesses. I want I want my businesses to pay me, even though I'm not there potentially 20 years from now. Right. Exactly. So. Well, I'm 55, 60, 65. I want to be able to just chill and yep. do my thing. And granted, knowing me. That's probably when I'll run yeah. for office or something. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Just absolutely. My wife's got this in her head. But, you know, honestly, I love what you guys do. I see you guys paying it forward by teaching your employees the correct, mm-hmm. realistic, true values of what it takes, not textbook level. All three of you guys are, mm-hmm. you guys realize when I realize you're paying it forward nonstop with every employee you have to mm-hmm. And you're paying it forward through us, too, by running, you know, Rex's nutrition franchises, which I can only begin to tell you how much that means to me. Yeah. But this dream I had 16 years ago, yep. and sitting here with a couple of franchisees of mine, is beyond me. Mm-hmm. And I'm incredibly humbled by the three men that are sitting at this table. And I'm so glad to call you guys friends. Mm-hmm. So thanks for coming on, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you, Dan. New product alert from VHI OPP Optimal Performance Popcorn. New bag size, four ounce, grab and go for the guy who or gal who just wants a little snack and not an entire bag. Now it's convenient to take with you for you or the kids.